What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 22 of the MMRK podcast. Rob, what a day. <laughs> what a what day a, what today a, is. <laughs> what a day to be alive. Um, <laughs> perfect, perfect for the fact that we pushed the dude. episode to Wednesday <laughs> and, and we cover UFC news. Oh, it's, dude. Uh, yeah, it, it, two massive pieces of news mm -hmm. that came out literally in like the last few hours yeah I yeah if, if we had recorded the podcast on monday this the the episode would have been out yeah. of date straight away <laughs> <laughs> straight straight away I've, you know everything happens for a reason absolutely dude so we are absolutely going to be talking about makachev versus vault 2 we're going to talk about mm -hmm. what's happening with paulo costa against chemaev few other things as well new ps5 model announced so if you are new to the podcast please do please do subscribe really appreciate it we're getting close to 14k subs on the channel rob so we're getting there mm -hmm. mate who would have thought who would have <laughs> thought because we got our heads together and just thought yeah you know I, I know i have some devout fans out there that are just keen to <laughs> keen to listen to me you know spill the yarn but yeah mate to, to, to have a podcast that we actually enjoy doing and mm -hmm. to, to be able to run through UFC news, run through gaming news and what we've been up to. It's, it's like we're just having a chat once a week. We, we, whenever we start these calls, we start chatting already and then we're like, crap, we've got to save this for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right into it, starting with the, the big UFC news. So I want to give you a yep. breakdown of how this evolved throughout the day because well, I, I was at work and I was seeing this kind of unfold and I was messaging Rob throughout. So first of all, about a day ago, we had Volkanovski versus Ilya Tapuria. That was semi kind of confirmed rumored to happen at UFC 297, right? So we all thought, all right, that's what's going to happen. And then maybe after that, we'd get Volk versus Makachev too. And then today, there was news coming out of the Overdogs podcast that Oliveira could actually be out of the fight because he got a cut over, over his eye during training. In the fifth round of sparring, his eyebrow split open. And it was pretty much like UFC scrambling to get a replacement fight. Then it came out that they're looking to make Makachev versus Volk 2, and then they officially announced it. So that was the progression throughout the day. Wild news. Rob, what do you think? <laughs> what, what, what do you think about all of this? Mate, okay, firstly, it, it sucks for Oliveira. You know, he looks so good in his last fight, and to have yeah. it happen right at the tippy-tippy end of the camp, like all the work is done, all the weight is more or less off. Yeah, he's ready. He like he he was literally, I think, hours from boarding a plane to jump. It was in. about to head to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, he was that yeah, close. Yeah, like literally yeah. just there, and then he, to split his eye open like that. And understandably, he understands how hard this fight is going to be, and how like yeah. how, how much this shot means to him to to you know to go in there already with a massive cut on his eye. So he, you yeah. know he's doing the responsible thing. I'm sure. I'm sure. He has gone out to, to many people and asked there, can I get it done? Will it heal in time? And I'm mm. sure he made the smart move, him and his team. But I've got to hand it to Alex <laughs> Alex Volkanovsky, mate. Dude. Like, dude's always keen and ready to fight. He just, <laughs> oh, mate, he's, yeah, he's just always ready to have a dick. And he's been biting. He's been itching at the bit to get back at Makachev. and. Mm -hmm. Now he's got his chance in 12 days. Like, you know what? It, it is hard to, it's hard to picture Volk mm. not ready for this fight. You know, I, I can just, <laughs> I can just picture him in the gym with the Rocky theme song in the back, just training <laughs> with training, knowing that something like this was yeah. going to happen. 
you know. And and again, he he's been asking for this Makachev fight for the longest time, and yeah. it happened this way. Mate, he would have had to have been ready. He would have had to, otherwise he wouldn't have risked going in there half cooked. You know, not with that, not with how close he came the first time, and arguably, you know, won. Do it. Yeah, I well, at first I do think he won. Yeah, I, I'm definitely team Volk for that <coughs> argument. But do you think he's 100 percent ready? Do you think that's the same level of preparedness as it would have been if he had a full camp? Heading into you know Makachev versus Volk too because I mm. I know Volk is a is a is a gun he's going to go on in there and he's going to be freaking awesome but we're talking twelve days is, is there yeah, any a, kind of risk there honestly well there's always risk with every fight right yeah but yeah the it, well there's only really two options either he was training ready like thinking just in case someone falls through, mm. you know? And mm. I can't imagine Volk's the sort of guy to just not train until camps. Like, he's True. got a third lung. He's yeah. he's training his butt off, mm. okay? And so there's that. There's that angle, which is which is not the same as a dedicated camp, but there, there's that. Or Volk is taking the fight because there's a lot of money to be made. He's a champion. Makachev's mm. a champion. I'm sure that means a, a split pay-per-view system. I'm sure he gets big money to turn up for the fight. I'm sure he's getting paid bigger money just because of the dynamic. And they they want to keep the card, right? They want to keep that pay-per-view mm. um, experience, you know. And Volk, uh, my, honestly, 12-day Volk is more alluring in my eyes. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? a good point. Yeah. But I'm, I'm almost more keen to buy the pay-per-view now than I was before, as much as yeah. I love Oliveira. But yeah, yeah. so there, there's that, which might not be and, – and Volk has nothing to lose. You know, if he goes in the mindset, he's got nothing no. to lose. He's, he's, he's belts in the division below. He's only got mm. everything to gain. He's got a lot of money to be made. He could beat Makachev. You know, he's got nothing to lose. And maybe he did say yes – undercooked well 12 mm. days cooked you know? Mm. <laughs> you know what i mean but uh, yeah it's it that's dangerous in itself because a volk that goes out there knowing he's only had 12 days but he's going to have a hard dig which alexander volkanos is known for mm. um it might be more more dangerous than makachev because makachev knows he's got nothing to lose this guy yeah i think you were definitely right he was definitely training if you know if it wasn't for the tapuria fight that was probably going to be announced <laughs> after that because he's like that's just who he is. He, he would have been training, and and yeah. I don't think if he had any like actual serious concerns or injuries or anything like that, he probably wouldn't take the fight. If there was actually yeah. something serious going on, but the fact is, if he can turn around twelve in twelve days, ready with his weight and everything, then yeah. just got to assume that's that he is right. actually ready. Uh, the the style of fighter is as well like that cardio based mm. grindy fighter. Yeah. They, they, they don't really have time off. You can't develop a cardio base like that in eight weeks. You know, right. you need to be grinding like that with that fuel source like the entire time, you mm. know. And for him, he's moving up. So, obviously, weight's not really a problem, especially because his last fight was a good was point. Yeah, yeah, right. below. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm interested for this fight for sure, just to see how the dynamic between Makachev and Volk mm. changes from the first fight. I – all the things I listed just then for Volk are just power in his corner. So him going in maybe 12 days with nothing to lose, making a ton of money, last minute, late notice, mm. nothing to lose, everything to gain. I think that sort of headspace gets him in there almost better than the first time they fought because it frees him up 
You know, he knows he didn't, he, he's a ring in on 12 days. He's got nothing to lose, yeah. everything to gain. Yeah. And he's just, I can see that being a bit of a problem for Makachev because I, I, I look at it and I wonder what does Makachev do from the first fight mm. that to, to beat Volk? You know, again, to that, what, what, what can, because he did beat Volk the first one, what, what can Makachev yeah. do differently? So that it's not as close of a fight, you know, because, mm. mate, like we said, arguably Volk won. Um, yeah. So how do you see Tricky. it going then? Do, do you see it going much differently for the <clears throat> first? Because I, I said we're going to have a very, very different Volk um, just mm. from his aggression, his mentality. Like he does not want to lose a second time, even though a lot of us, again, think that he didn't lose the first time. But yeah. like this is his opportunity. He, he wouldn't be getting another opportunity probably ever again against Makachev for the title. Yeah. This is it. I can, you know, obviously we're going to do a, well, next week. <laughs> we're going next to be doing week, a, yeah, you're a, right. A much bigger <laughs> breakdown of this. And I'll break it down yes. technically Yes, uh, next week. But, you know, an aggressive 12-day Volk, mm. I can, you know, moving up, maybe he was doing heavier, maybe he was doing a lot of weights already, trying to prepare for this fight. I don't know, you know, having lost the first one, but, but seeing that he can hurt Makachev, mm. maybe we see we maybe we see a Volk that gets in there looking for that finish. I th I can see Volk hurting Makachev and mm. you know and, and controlling the fight just by damage. Because yeah. let's be honest, Makachev didn't take Volk to deep waters. Mm -hmm. He didn't. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, he had his back for an entire round at one point, but Volk was never in deep waters. And that's kind of where Makachev needs the fight to go to, you know, that's his whole stick, if you would. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see, I can honestly see Volk finishing Makachev. Yeah. You know what I see as the ideal result here is that Volk wins, he becomes double champ, and then right. we get the the third fight between them. I think that would just be freaking awesome. I know how disappointing it is for, for Oliveira. Like we were all really looking forward to him being in there and potentially winning it back. But I would love to see the second and, and it go to the trilogy because those are always good. I, I'm looking forward to that. Mate, I don't, I don't think, let's say hypothetically, Volk, I don't think Makachev's done enough to get a trilogy fight. You don't think? You don't think? You're, you're, yeah. Has he, you has he defended the belt? What, I'm, against pulling Volk. His, uh, I'm pulling up his <laughs> record. I mean, yeah, against Falk, but that's got to count for something, though, right? Like you got, you've got to run it back. Yeah, but it, it's 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 a guy in a lower division. Mm, I don't know. I don't. Uh, you, I don't know. I don't know. There's too. Many I would say you're right. So like he obviously won the title against Oliveira, defended it against Falk, but I would say you would have to run it back for the third if the guy beat you you know, when defending the title. If it was just one other defense against someone else, then yeah, maybe not. Hasn't done enough to, to get the immediate rematch. But if it's against the same guy, I would say that's completely fair. And that's probably something that we would all want to see. I think the style in which Volk wins would dictate that. Mm. Okay. If it's pretty handed, then maybe not. But honestly, yeah. Volk's got a big hurdle in Makachev to get over anyway because he For did sure. technically lose to him the first fight. And mm. Makic has a weapon, dude. <laughs> He's a weapon. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Pray so, to yeah. the to the MMA gods. I, I do hope that Volk wins. But we will be doing the full breakdown, technical aspects and all, in next week's podcast. But, Rob, we've got another big uh, topic to, to talk about. And this has Mate. to do with your division. 
It so is, let, it me, is. let me My break this down. My division is just a mess. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't <laughs> going to say it. <laughs> oh, bro. Mess. Let's break it down. All right. So Costa, I, I think this, this came out a day ago or something. Um, he had an infected bursa on his elbow, which required surgery three weeks ago. This didn't come out three weeks ago. This only came out recently. And then Costa said, I think this was a couple of days ago, a day or two ago, where he said he's never considered pulling out. He said, quote, I can beat Chemaev 99 times out of 100. Only if doctors don't allow me, I want that fight. And then Dana White, after he announced the whole Volk and Makachev thing, was like, there is a chance that Costa could be removed from his fight with Chemayev at UFC 294. And the UFC, according to Ariel, I believe, has definitely reached out to potential replacements to take the fight, but it hasn't been determined yet. It could be a mm-hmm. matter of hours. We could find mm-hmm. out in the middle of recording this podcast. I'll be checking. As you're uploading um, it. As you're uploading it, it'll come out. <laughs> literally, bro. <laughs> <laughs> If, if Mate, the that, news does come out, we'll record it as a separate thing. <laughs> yeah. So Bursa, that's that's like yeah. floating bone fragments, right? I think. Yeah. Right like on his every elbow. Every fighter. Yeah, yeah. I think Jacob just had like seven taken out of his elbow. Um, so for those of us that aren't like so knowledgeable about that kind of, you know, surgery, would that actually keep him out out of UFC 294? Are the chances yeah, likely? Oh. Uh, not if it wasn't infected, but if it was infected, like well, <laughs> it wasn't. It was kill. infected, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Inf- apparently, infections it was. can kill you, and yeah. and the surgery, like it, and it's a proper surgery. You need rehab, you need a little rest and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, according to him, he's never even considered it. Never even considered. That's unless, what he said. Unless yeah. the white coat's saying, "Brother, you shouldn't fight." Yeah, that's that's. That was a nice save there. You know what I mean? He's, it's clever. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's clever. Dude, he's, he knows what he's doing, Rob. <laughs> yeah, well, and because he's also got such a bad rep for pulling out of fights, like he just sure does. last minute, like a silly, like a silly duffer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we? Can I say that? Is that? That sounds weird. You can so swear, think, by the way. Like a, a swear word I, here and there is fine. I don't think I've ever said silly duffer before. <laughs> <laughs> First for everyone. <laughs> But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, potentially he's out of that fight with Shemaev, which oh. means UFC are now scrambling. Uh, mate, 12 days. My, my coaching staff would never let me take a fight on 12 days, especially after what happened last <laughs> fight and yeah. with how much next fight means to me, you know, because mm-hmm. I want it to be the turning point for my, for my own legacy and for my own title run. For so sure. I'm sure they're not going to let – there's no way they would let me jeopardize that by taking a 12, mm. 12 day fight against Jemayev. Yeah. Um, so if we are talking left? about opponents, it would have to be, in my eyes, I know that that was just announced Cat Cannoneer against, um, what's his name again? Delize. Delize, Roman. But I would say it has to be Cannoneer. I think he's the best, he's probably the best shout to save yeah, it. Yeah, and Cannoneer's keen to fight everyone, really. Yeah. You see, he never really, well, he's been ready since before the Strickland-Adesanya fight because he was ringing for that. So I'm sure he's yeah. trying to get a fight in before the end. He actually, I remember speaking to him, and I'm sh- that's exactly what he said. He goes, he would have liked to yeah. fight before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking for someone to fight. He's in, he's in a tough position. Like, yeah, the division's just funny at the moment. It's, it's like guys are yeah. either tied up or they're injured or they've just lost or they're waiting until next year or mm. they're already lined up. It's, it's, a, mm. it's a funny place to be. Um, I'm sure they could have enticed him with with yeah. saying like you beat Chamayev, you get the next title shot. 
et cetera, mm. et cetera. Um, just because, just because, you know, mm. um, they, you know, him coming in 12 days notice. Chamayev, obviously yeah. the hype he's got. Chamayev's a hard fight for anyone, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's tricky. It's a tricky position. You don't know. Cause we, again, we don't even know if Costa's actually out. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, um, do you know who was tweeting a lot today? I noticed. It didn't say anything like on the nose, but Vittoria was doing a lot of tweeting today. And mm. I wonder, because when did he fight in June? I wonder. Wasn't, no, if no, no. Could... I, I'm, I'm sure I saw something. I saw something on the feed saying yeah. that Vittoria was offered the fight and declined it. Really? Mate, again, how much can you read into that? Who knows what where that is guy happening? I can't even remember that source. <laughs> uh, but um uh, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I heard he had been offered the fight and he couldn't do it for some or another reason. But l- l- let's be honest, mm. like twelve days is stretching in. You want a top five guy in twelve days? Like yeah, either they either they were ready, ready, mm. or yeah, or, or or like or they don't care. But you honestly, with that don't care attitude, you don't make it top five. You know, yeah, it's so hard because we were just talking about Volk being probably because it's Volk. Volk's a different animal. I don't Mate, know who maybe, in the right way. At this mm. point, right now, maybe Volk fights Shemayev just before it. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's, I mean? du- that's WWE style. Two, yeah, two and one. Night. Everyone, well, good on him. Good on him. <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard one. I think the UFC is in a bit of a pickle. Did, did that? I, I don't think they had a backup fight or anything like that. Um, you don't really uh, do they, that. They, yeah, they generally don't for non-title no. fights. So yeah, but yeah, that's that's a you know, like I said, you're going to be uploading in this. The news will come in, and then everyone will be like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I'm literally checking right now because I, I I want us to be on the pulse yeah. here, Rob. But I'm not seeing any of it all. Yeah, what do you do? Hamzat yeah. is trending on, on Twitter right now. I don't know what that actually means. That's because everyone's saying, who, asking who he's fighting, right? <laughs> he, I think I he think just, like, just released a selfie today or something. Something stupid. I smash everyone. Now you don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you already know. No. I like uh, Hamzat, yeah. to be honest. Like, um, I liked him much more when he wasn't a middleweight. You know, lurking in the top ten, True. potentially top True. five now. So now yeah. we 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 got to put our friendship on hold, mate. It's on. It's mm. on <laughs> suspension. <laughs> if I was to say, it, it it would probably be Cannoneer. That's my Has bottom dollar be. bet. Has and then be. it's another fighter in for for Dilizze. Has has to be. Has to be. You know. Ah, oh, that was that was the news today. Like, there's there's a bunch of other stuff that was that was kind of announced as well, but. As we said, very likely that we decide to record today. Um, do do you want to quickly talk about anything else, Rob? Like we could talk about Bobby Green knocking out Grant Dawson. That that was I pretty will. sweet. I will because it was, <laughs> you know, what? Because I'm happy for him. Guy's 37 yeah. years old. He yeah. He he's got a he talks a lot of like he's got a very solid style about him. He's got a very mm-hmm. strong. I don't even know how. Where do I say personality? That's it. He's got a very mm. strong personality, and you know he, he went into this fight. I think he was the underdog, if I'm not mistaken. He For was sure. the underdog. Bobby Green was the underdog. Yeah, yeah. And you know the odds were against him. He wasn't expected to win like this, yep. and he just went out there and 
cleaned Grant Dawson up with mm-hmm. a uh, what, cheeky left hand straight down the pipe and put him out within yeah. the first thirty seconds. You gotta, you gotta be happy for the guy. You gotta be happy. You for have the to guy. be, and, and not even just like, oh, he was the the underdog. <clears throat> like people were touting Dawson as potentially one of the next big big things in the lightweight division. Yeah. Like that, a lot of the commentary I saw. I always do my research before every every podcast. That was what a, a few people were saying. And yeah. then he gets knocked out by by Bobby Green. I mean, what does yeah. that what does that do for your career? It's, well, it's a hard help one. That, I can't help but think that maybe maybe the pressure, like it, there, mm. there, there is a special sort of pressure when you're up against somebody. Everyone expects you to smash, like, yeah. it, and it, it's 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 weird. It's a weird dynamic to be in. I've been in it more times than I'd like, you know. Yeah. And my last fight was that position again. Everyone thought I would smoke. Um. Mm. Uh, Drickus, and you know that that's not how fighting works. Sometimes, and sometimes you know, no. sometimes you just don't show up. But uh, maybe the pressure got to him. Maybe not. Bobby Green's an awkward guy. He punches awkwardly. It, mm-hmm. If I'm going to say anything, Grant looked a little nervous. Maybe, maybe it seeped into him a little bit. Throwing he absolutely wild hands. did for sure. Like yeah. throwing wild hands, and uh, yeah. you know, maybe I think the f- Bobby Green was so much underrated in this fight or unappreciated in this fight because of his yeah. the fight before it. He fought mm-hmm. Ferguson before this, yeah? Mm-hmm. Was it Ferguson? I want to say it, up it now. was. I want to say it was. Yeah, he, but I think, beat, he beat Ferguson submission, yeah. Yeah. I think that fight, again, he, he cleaned up Ferguson, but I think how awkward Ferguson is yeah. and how, honestly, even me watching it, I'm not like, I like Ferguson the Tony Ferguson as much as anybody else. When I was watching that fight, you kind of want him to win. You know, you kind of go yeah, on for Ferguson just because yeah. like he's an older dude had a real bad streak. Like you, yeah. you kind of want him to win. So you're always kind of already biased when you're watching that. And I think the fight was made yeah. awkward because of that. And I feel like it seeped into this fight. Granted, granted, Grant Dawson was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the, a huge favorite. And obviously, honestly, his skill set leads him into, into those upper echelon of fighters. But mm. again, like I said, it was like clean left down the pipe. Bobby yep. Green had like an aura of confidence around him and Grant Dawson looked really nervous. Mm-hmm. Mate, then 30 seconds, Bobby's your uncle. Yeah, I, I, I really wonder what this does do for Grant Dawson. He's still ranked. He's 15th at the moment. Mm. We know how difficult the lightweight division is, full of killers. Um, I, I would like to see him come back and and be able to make a like a solid run because things were looking so promising with with Dawson. Oh, mate. We'll see. Oh, he, he definitely will. Definitely. These yeah. These are speed bumps. The 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 game can mm-hmm. be nasty sometimes. It can be. So that I mean that's pretty much it, Rob. With with the the USC. I say pretty much it. That was that was a, huge, a whole bunch of news. That's us. <laughs> let, let, let me just say. So I read the comments last week. Okay, yeah. I read the comments. I actually replied to some of them. Read the comments last week. One guy was like, hey, Rob, when you announced news, happy for you to add a little bit of predictions, add a little bit of something, and I'll watch the prediction video as well anyway. Okay? Hmm. That was for you, mate. That was for you. <laughs> you better watch this episode. You better watch and the next. prediction episode next. And also <laughs> tell all your mates that uh, I, I changed the entire podcast for you. Okay? Appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, like we, we are constantly reading our comments and thinking, should we do this? Change that? Like we're, we're still as we're only twenty two episodes into a podcast, we're still yeah. finding our feet. 
We are, we are. That's why we change things a lot and we try different things out. We try to leave things in, take things out, yep. and we're mucking around yep. with this. But we, we're slowly finding our groove. I even commented mm-hmm. last week on my, my personal account on, on yep. some, of the, um, some of the comments just because I thought they were funny. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> All right. You know, me. you can respond on the MMRK account. You do have access. Are you just always logged into your personal one? Yeah, normally because I'm just on my phone doing something, probably on the toilet, yeah. let's be honest. I'm on my phone and I just go, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going through them and it's like, and I see something funny and I'll just be like, ha, 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 Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty that? funny. But that is us for UFC news and breakdowns. Obviously, we'll be back next week to really mm-hmm. break down UFC 294. But we're heading to games news and, and you know what? It's been a decent week for for games news and and what's been happening in the video games industry the biggest news by far is actually came out today rob there is a new ps5 model launching and it does have people up in arms a little bit so this has been leaked and rumored for a while and it's going to be a smaller form factor playstation 5 there is a disc edition and a digital edition and is it is that rumored one where the disk drive is actually removable it's detachable so you can buy the digital one and down the line if you've got a few games on a disk you can buy the whole separate drive and and attach it so it Mm -hmm. reduces the ps5 in volume by more than 30 percent weight by more than 18 percent and um it's available this november the prices are and i've got the australian prices forgive anyone else around the world where you are but playstation 5 with the blue wrist blue disc drive is 800 dollars. just the digital edition is 680 dollars. if you want the blue disc drive separately that's 160 dollars aud and unfor- and this is what's got people a little bit upset the vertical stand is separate it is 50 dollars separate aud i think it's like 30 dollars in the us so this has been playstation's very sneaky way of not just introducing a new console but increasing prices on their console what do you think rob about the new ps5 mate firstly let me just <laughs> let me just <laughs> let me just start a fight with everyone that still buys discs all right <laughs> you deserve hey, to spend another extra 160 bucks <laughs> on top of it because you, you guys are just trying to add it to your library, which is like five bookcases long, and it's one of <laughs> the seven billion game discs that you got. So you can show it to your friends. I got the original. It's like, dude, just yeah. buy digital like everybody else, or just <laughs> just let's be honest. It, 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 no, because it's like collection hunters now. If, if you're still buying discs, it's because yeah, you're like a yeah. collection hunter. You're, it's part of your collection. You're going to have to spend more money for it, all right? So <laughs> so take that. <laughs> okay. Um, but honestly, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's in poor form, but mm. – I don't. I don't know. It, it seems for me, just at a glance, it looks very expensive. It is like, very expensive. Seven hundred bucks, right give now, or take, yeah. for a PS5 yeah. is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's expensive because right now, cost of living's gone up. Inflation, interest rates, everything is crazy. But I think the the craziest thing is, is right now, or at least the last time I checked, you could buy a PlayStation Five brand new on sale with the disc. For six hundred and fifty Australian dollars, and this one is one hundred and fifty dollars more when it eventually you, comes out. Is there any? Is there any more like um, 
software specs on it. I mean, not software, hardware specs, like no, any increased no. anything else. Or, it's well, just, I, to be fair, sorry, I, I, I forgot to mention, it does have a one terabyte SSD. I think instead of the 500 gigabyte uh, on the current model now. So admittedly, that is- no more. That is okay. well worth- is, that is well worth $50 the increase in price. for 500 ah, gigs, Rob. 100%, mate. 100%. <laughs> Have you not been in the position where you're trying to work out which one of your favorite games you're trying to delete to, to, to put in a new one? Like, But SSDs are so cheap nowadays. They're like, about I, 50 uh, bucks, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, for, about, like you could buy a decent one for, for cheaper than the upgrade, for sure. Cheaper than 50 bucks? Are we comparing like buying a whole new PS5 for 500 gig? Or are we comparing well, this, this is, paying this is the, the extra thing. 50 bucks yeah. against the original price? It's hard because right now the main PS5 is on sale, right? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at JB Hi-Fi because I'm pretty sure right now. <clears throat> okay, it's actually gone back up. So currently, <laughs> this is so stupid. Oh my God. I don't get any of this. Currently, the main... PS5 in Australia is $800, $799. And that base one has 825 gigabytes. So so you're talking about smaller model and slightly more. With more storage. (laughs) No, not cheaper. No, not cheaper. Like same price and and slightly more storage. I'm looking at the digital edition because you guys that buy discs don't exist to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the pricing is so confusing, bro. You know, it's funny. Like, I, I'm pretty sure one of my mates, like my best friend, I'm pretty sure he still buys this. He's like, like a big guy, <laughs> only trades in cash. <laughs> you know, but you know what? Yeah. This is what I would say is the way to go. Okay, I would say the way to go right now is. If you can find the original PlayStation 5, whether it's the disc edition or the digital edition, and you can find it on sale, buy it on sale, and then get a SSD separately. But if they're not on sale anymore... What? Then you don't have warranty. On the SSD. No, you can install an SSD and still have warranty. Yeah. No, if you if you uh, buy it sure. secondhand, if you buy a PS5, no, 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 you can buy it because last week it was on sale, and they oh, probably okay, got yeah, wind yeah. of a, of sorry, an announcement, sorry, sorry, sorry. right? So if they do a sale through like you know your retailer, I would say buy it now. But if not, don't buy one at full price now. Wait for the new edition, mate. Like you know, what's another thing about the discs? Like it, they you have to install the seventy gigs. That the disc has onto your device anyway. It's it's like the same thing. It's just to make people that have like a problem Wait. with buying discs. <laughs> I, I still can't. Not get only over that, it. I still can't. Get not over not it. only that, to, and, and to defend Rob here as well. Not only that, whenever you get a disc, not only just installing it, you're having to download a day one patch anyways. And yeah. then some games require you to download the whole thing again because I've stuffed up the the process. Constantly. So yeah, I constantly. It's just, it is too expensive. Like prices suck at the moment. Not not just for PlayStation, but like products and goods and everything across the board. I would say this is more for people that don't have a PS5. This yeah. is the way to go. If you don't have a PS5, buy the digital edition. Yeah. You know, you get a mm-hmm. you get a terabyte SSD, seven hundred yeah. give or take bucks. Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, by the time it com- comes out, you're gonna have Spider Man Two out. Bunch of exclusive games. PlayStation has been killing it, dude. They have so many good games. Oh, the the uh, vertical sandbar. Have have a go at that. 
50 bucks for a vertical stand. Come on. I know, I know. Come on, That's why mate. people are up in arms. I, I agree. De- I defended everything. I defended you against everything except the vertical stand. No, no, dude. Come on. It's just, on. it doesn't make sense. It's just Come another on. way to make money. Can, can, wait, so someone tweeted this and I completely agree. Why are we making electronics that wobble in the first place? Why does it need a stand? Just make it a box like Xbox where you can put it on its side or vertical. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Just make it square. I hate every time I make minor adjustments to my PlayStation 5, I want to plug something in the back. The stupid stand always comes off and oh, I have to readjust it and put it back on. It's always like about that much of a spacing between the stand and my PS5. <laughs> like, it's a nightmare. It's, it's an absolute silly. nightmare. It's silly. It looks cool, but anyways, moving on. The next bigger game, big piece of game news that we have is about apparently, Rob, Disney could be getting more into games. They've obviously been in games in the past, um, but Disney is being, being advised, like their CEO is being advised by internal staff, senior executives, to buy a game publisher like EA. So apparently Bob Iger is being pushed by internal staff to purchase an EA or, or, or a publisher of the like, but Bob is still considering it, not too sure. Rob, we, we, we've been seeing so much of this. We've seen, obviously... Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard, they acquired Zenimax, Sony has acquired a bunch of devs in the past, but Disney acquiring EA would be absolutely huge and it would mean mm-hmm. like a big party is entering the games industry that's not yeah. Microsoft or Nintendo or PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think, man? I think that is like the prelude to World War Three. <laughs> Disney versus Xbox, unreal. Like two big goliaths uh, in the gaming field just yeah. trying to eat up everyone. There can only be one though, you know. Um, this is this is literally going to be uh, Battle of Two Towers or, or the final yeah, Lord of gonna, the Rings It's going to be huge, you know. It's going to be huge. <laughs> but I don't know. I think, I think with the amount of licenses Disney have and the rights to everything oh. they have and they get like a dev yeah. company be- like – EA behind them, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I would be interested. I would for sure play like a Tarzan game or something like. Like obviously there were all the nineties games. Remember putting in the disc PS One, you play like Tarzan, you just run through the story or like Toy Story, Lion King, Lion yep, King. So many, dude. Yep. If they did like solid remakes of those, I'd, I'd give them a go out of nostalgia's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think but th- not Disney copy, but- and and. Yeah, I, I think the senior execs at Disney are realizing this. Like, they have so many properties, and currently they're licensing them out everywhere. They've worked with EA with Star Wars in the past. They're obviously doing, you know, Indiana Jones with Bethesda. Like, this is this is not new to them, but I think they're realizing they could make such a big splash in gaming, primarily because of how much IP they have. Everything Marvel, everything Star Wars, oh, it yeah, would just be a behemoth. They got so much, bro. They so much, man. Oh, this, mate, unreal. I I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they do. Yeah, Just I hope they do. He, I'll benefit from thing. it yeah. until I won't. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on, Rob. I know you. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, cool Tarzan game, and you go back to playing Dead Cells or some friggin' <laughs> yeah, game on PC. Stupid. <laughs> some like two dollar <laughs> indie game I picked up on the Steam sale. <laughs> <laughs> we know you now <laughs> but I uh, to be honest like yeah we, we are seeing a huge consolidation of the games industry but I'm glad like I don't want to see Microsoft probably couldn't acquire EA because of anti-competitive laws um, I don't want to see Nintendo PlayStation or Microsoft like the typical three 
acquiring another big publisher. I would prefer to be someone from the outside so we have another big player in the industry. You know what I mean? I, and let alone, would you want any other player than Disney entering the field? Like that, it's a good point. That's, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. It gets me excited. Yeah. Like, yeah, they got so many cool so let, universes and and areas. Yeah. Like, do you remember the game Kingdom Hearts? Of course, of you remember, course. Like, did you yeah. like it? Like that. That for me was such a yeah. ride. It was such a fun game, and it was so trippy mm-hmm. seeing like you like Goofy and Mickey, and then jumping into the Beauty and the Beast world, and then Tarzan world, and and oh, it was just so cool, so cool. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. games that you tell yourself, no. oh, "I'm going to play that again one day." And you never play it. Right. You never play it. <laughs> the, the, never. Our backlogs are too long. Like, let's yeah, be yeah. real. I I think I'm going to replay games, and it's just never going to happen. Um. But that, that's pretty much been the games news, Rob. And we're gonna subtly move on to our what we've been what we've been watching, playing, and reading section. Yep. Rob, I know you've been training. It's been it's been another tough week for you, but have you managed to be to watch anything or play anything? Um mate, honestly, I get I get these moments to play some games. Like I've been I've been wanting mm. to jump into Baldur's Gate 3 again because I, I really want to make a yeah. socket in. Um and I just, I end up just laying on the couch because I'm just too tired. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> tired, man. The I days are long right. in there. They're, they're, it's hard. It's hard to like, because when I play games, this is also why I can't play games late into the night anymore because I, I need to have energy. I want to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, the mm. my best gaming day is Sundays. I wake up. Everyone, wife knows, kids know that from when I wake up on Sunday, I just have coffee and games until at least 10, 11 o'clock. That's awesome. Like, like, yeah, unless we have something on, there's events and things you have to do, but m- more or less, that's that's my morning off because nothing beats waking up, slapping on a game. You're full of energy, brimming with energy. Mm, Got a fresh yeah. brew there, beautiful Sunday morning, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's even better when it's rainy, in my opinion. When it's rainy and cold outside, I love nothing more than just chilling and playing some games, man. It is the oh, best. Yeah, but you see, then I got to play inside with my kids, and that's there's <laughs> like not as many I don't have fun that things. And then there's a mess, and then it's like yeah. it's better when you go outside because then you can just take them for a ride, and you know the ride True. does it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Good so point. You, know, so you haven't been playing anything. <clears throat> I haven't been playing anything. A reading, I um. I did, I did finish a book, like I started and finished it within like the same day, just because I was just laying on the couch chilling a lot of the time. And mm. what was it? It was it was like a um, it was like I, I really liked the premise of it. I, I cannot remember what it was called, but it was it was like a guy that for some reason or another gets gets um. Like time travels 10 years, you know, goes to sleep, wakes up 10 years later. All right. Mm. When in his time, when he was a guy, when he was doing his thing, he was a monster hunter. So like the things that go bump in the night, he used to go out and kill them like vampires, werewolves, that sort of thing. Mm. And it was, it was his godly mission to do so, you know, the gift, it was like a job from God sort of thing. Wakes up 10 years later where paranormal activity and werewolves and vampires have integrated into society and they make half the population now. So like they're just walking around doing whatever the hell that is they do. But he has that mindset of like being in the crusades and he, and the way it plays out in like today's age and the way they, 
they portrayed it in the book was just this, this guy, <laughs> he's just super racist. <laughs> Dude, because he's just called, because he doesn't like vampires, he thinks they're a scourge to humanity or like werewolves, uh, like furry beasts. Like, but that, like, because of the time difference and because they're like a part of society now, it's seen as, seen as wrong. So he's just like a super racist psychopath. And it's that just is funny. not where I thought you were going. With it that, is man. just funny <laughs> watching him trying to integrate back in with society. It's, <laughs> it's great. I cannot remember what the book was called. And I'm not going to. Someone in the comments will know. Yeah, they'll, they'll know it because there's, there's like some raunchy bits in there too. So I'm sure someone's like, ah, Rob's reading, <laughs> Rob's reading raunchy things. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was, <laughs> I just liked that perspective. It was, it was a weird, it was a weird ride, you know? And, fair, and fair. watching wise, Mate, there is a new season of anime out. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't started yet, like episode one. I need at least four episodes before I start touching on touching on those things. I'm actually looking for a new one, to be honest, because I've just I've seen so many. I was going to give a recommendation. So, but the recommendation I, I yeah. want to give is like R-rated, and I don't know if I should. Ah. <clears throat> uh- I mean, did we talk about Goblin Slayer? Goblin Slayer is that's R-rated, what I was right? just about to 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 recommend. But now that you've said it, I'm well, there you go. You. So, <laughs> mate, if if you are over the age of eighteen, okay, and you yeah. like dark anime, watch Goblin Slayer. It is so good, mm-hmm. so good. Did you watch all of it? I no, no. It's just not for me, Rob. It's not for how me. many episodes did you and, get? In? Uh, a, a couple. It just it's yeah, not for me. no, it gets it gets way better. Okay, the first couple episodes is it, it's more or less either going to scare you off or you, you or you just fall deeper into the hole. Just just go the whole way, Johnny. Go the whole way. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. I'll think about it. All right, I'll okay. give I'll give right. another episode a go. I'll sit on that, but we'll I'll see. Sit on that. I'll sit on that. And that's there, me. I will say, talking about new seasons, I haven't <clears> watched it yet, but apparently the first episode of The Kingdoms of Ruin. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I saw this random clip of, I don't want to spoil it, but it looked pretty pretty gruesome. So I'll be interested in, in watching the first episode mm. of that. Um, but in terms of me, I went back to playing Final Fantasy 16 on PlayStation 5. I haven't finished it yet. I got over halfway. And... Do you know, like, do you remember Lord of the Rings when Gandalf enters the cave? He's like, I have no memory of this place. Mm. It is so hard picking up a game that you haven't played in two months because I'm like, especially if you power grinded it. Yeah, because you're like, what the hell are the controls? What's happening in the story? So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch a YouTube video of the story so far, and the guy's like, I'm gonna spoil everything from the beginning. It's not going chronologically, and I'm like, "Ah, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I will finish it eventually, but I was playing Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't seen it yet because there's a lot of times I load yeah. old saves and things and I have no idea what's going on, especially like the real yeah. in-depth, lots of mechanics, lots of item type games where mm-hmm. you're like following like a specific build path or you're trying to yeah. – open world games are notorious for that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. At least I think, you know, when it comes to like Fallout and I'm sure you feel the same way with Skyrim, you can hop in and out of those games whenever because you know yeah. them so well. But it, when it's like Final Fantasy 16, which you've only played for like 15 or 20 hours yeah. and that's all you've ever played of the game and it's very <clears throat> story heavy too. So you yeah, come I was going to say thing, that. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. 
It is like a, cinem- a cinematic experience. It's freaking yeah. awesome. But I was like, who's this character again? And why yeah. is he trying to kill this other dude? It's- yeah. And yeah. you know what? It's exactly as you said. I think I think like jumping into Skyrim or jumping into Oblivion is easier because of how open world it is. Like generally, yeah. like you're between things. You know, you can you can mm. do whatever you want. Whereas um yeah. like those story-driven games, you like if you if you leave for a few months in like a, a crucial moment, like a lot of times I look at my party members like, who the hell are you? <laughs> like who are right. you and why are you here like <laughs> you know like, like the, it's almost like when you watch season one of an anime and then two years later yeah. they come out with season two and then you jump into yeah. first episode of season two because you've seen season one and you're like who are all these people i don't know what's <laughs> going on true. like that's like, why you didn't like jujutsu kaisen because well, you're no, like I, who I the knew, hell are you i knew the pale eyed dude was but who's who's the other like squinty eyed fella like he was in the movie, and why is he so strong? You know what I mean? No clarification at uh, all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I so I was playing Final Fantasy 16. I also finished Assassin's Creed Mirage too. Um, I really liked Assassin's Creed Mirage. I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea. If you're a hardcore Assassin's Creed fan, I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're not, then it, it's like it's the same old classic Ubisoft style of game. So I think it's it's not for everyone, but I, I personally enjoyed it. And I had to get a finish because I was so close to the end. And I haven't been watching anything. I'm like you, Rob. I'm still trying to find the next big thing for me to jump into. Maybe it'll be Kingdoms of Ruin. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Spy Family. Spy Family, got to finish that. Spy New Family. It's so good, Rob. It is like, it's not my typical oh, style of anime, I but could, I watch I, it with my wife. It's great. I could I not it. get into it. I don't know. I think I dropped it after about four episodes. It's like, uh, whatever. Fair. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I don't. It's know. the one anime that that my wife and I can watch together. You know what I mean? She won't watch anything else. She loves Spy Family, and that's it. So I'm happy to, to watch it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a trippy cool. anime. Have you ever seen? Oh, what's it called? It's the, the ice skating one. And I want to say it's just like <laughs> you've talked about this before. I you? have. I I mentioned how like confused it kept me the entire series until the end <laughs> i'm tr- i'm trying to find it what's it called? i'm just searching i want to say glory's in there but um, i think i'm just thinking blades of glory but that's not it yeah. <laughs> i'm oh, trying to help dude. you here but i don't know oh i cannot remember something on ice you ug on ice yuri on ice yuri, yuri, on, ice. yuri on ice there it is there yeah. it is yeah, yeah, that that anime, it's it's pretty good, and it got me into ice skating. I started watching it. I think it was during the time of the All Olympics, right. so I started watching ice skating on YouTube. And <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. It just kept me confused the entire time. I didn't know whether the dude was gay or not, which is cool. Yeah, like yeah. if you are, but tell me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't keep me guessing <laughs> the entire episode, <laughs> like the entire series. I don't know. It's it's I called plot development, character yeah. building. Yeah, but I I could <laughs> I could have had those eleven episodes back. You know, just tell me what's going on. <laughs> fair, fair. I think, um, you know what? I think I was heaps sick as well during the period I watched it. So maybe it's not even that good. I don't even know. It wasn't bad, but I still listen. <laughs> I still listen to the opening theme song today. So it's cool. Uh, um, that's, that's what we've been watching, playing, and reading. The final segment, of course, is the viewer questions. If you mm-hmm. have any questions, please be sure to leave them in the comments below because we will try and get to as many of them as possible. Rob, I included this first one because I realized if you're not Aussie or Kiwi, mm-hmm. you probably have no idea what the tattoos on your chest mean. So yeah. Logan Kofood 6815 asks, what is the meaning behind the stars tattoo on your chest, Rob? Yeah. So on our, on our flag, the Australian flag, we have the Southern Cross there. 
and that's what the stars are on my chest, Southern Cross. Um, bit of a yeah. I don't know. Some would say a bit of a bogan thing to do. Some would say a very patriotic thing to do. I, <laughs> I a I little sit, bit from Colin May, a little I, bit from Colin B. Yeah, I, I like. I like. Yeah, I can. I can live with both of them. I my my father <laughs> bought it for me because I wanted a tattoo when I was eighteen, and nice. I wanted that. I grew up in the Southern Shire, so that's a bit of yeah. a bit of a branding you get there as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's become iconic for you. But I was thinking about it when I read that question. Yeah. I was like, I guarantee you, there's a bunch of Americans and yep. possibly Europeans. Dude, they have I, no idea what. I the reckon means. there's some, probably some Americans out there that got the tattoo in respect to me, and they're like, "What is it? I don't even know." <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, I honestly yeah. would. Let's see. <laughs> The next question that we have is from Master Spencer, 2483. I promised that I would answer this on the podcast. He asks, Johnny, what is the experience like of watching Rob fight, especially compared to any other fight, um, any other given fight which doesn't feature someone you're close friends with? It is the most stressful experience possible. <laughs> it is, I, 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 just, I, I get like... I, I get nervous and I'm like, oh crap! I don't know which way this is going to go because you know you you don't want, you don't want to see your mate lose. And yeah. if it's any other fight, I get excited like, oh, this is a sick fight. Nervous as anything, and and I'm sure you feel the same way, Rob. Anyone in your camp or you yeah, know anyone that you know fighting? It it is terrible. It's such a weird sensation. Your palms get sweaty. It's yeah, yeah, no good. You don't want to yeah. see your friends and family like get hurt. No, get hurt and, and, and even, you know, lose as well. So it's it's pretty stressful. It's pretty stressful. But I'm still looking forward to the next time that he fights. Um, <laughs> next question. Dun- Dunham or Dunham is always asking the top quality questions. And Rob, I think yeah. you're going to like this. Dunham. If you were sent back Dunham. through time. Dunham. Let's go. If you were sent back through time to the Stone Age, whose move set from any fighting game would you take with you to beat up the cavemen and saber tooth tigers? Great okay. question. Mate, love these questions. Fantastic. I love questions that make me think, you know, because, <laughs> oh, do you want to go first? I will go first. I reckon okay. the the correct when it, answer. When, it, when he says when he says moveset, mm. right, is it the way mm. they fight or is it the power inherent with them as well? I would say they're power moves. I okay. think moveset includes all your power I, moves. So we're so. just saying we're taking power, complete power. Are we are – we, are we, Just complete – all special moves, yeah. or, okay. or fighting are we, style. Are everything. we using parody characters? Sure. If they feature in the fighting game, why not? Uh, sort why of, do you yeah, say right. that? Hey, because uh, well, I why? just pick One Punch Man. I knew you. I I, I swear on um, my parents' life, I knew you were going to say One Punch, one punch Man. Well, what because you? he's probably been in a fighting game. Some yeah, you would one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Let, okay. Can we take out One Punch Man because so he's parody, obviously okay, overpowered? Okay. 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 So take him out. All right. You go first. Take him out. All right. I I I would say a, a good pick, and you could go anyone. I think Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat would be good because you just freeze them. Yuck! That is a terrible you, answer. You just you just that freeze them, and if it's Saber Tooth Tiger, answer. you've got you've got dinner oh. for three oh. weeks. Oh, I want to end Sub-Zero. the cast now, just so I can see no. the comments start to fill up with how bad that answer. Because if this was real life, I'm telling you right now, cavemen and, and the Saber Tooth Tiger, they wouldn't just break out of the ice instantly. They'd just be frozen, and and then what are they going to do? Frozen. You smash them, they go into a million bits. Dude. That's it. That's the All answer. you can do is walk around and snow cone people. That's all you can do. You if pick, it works, it works. You, but, Mate, like, I would probably, it would have to be, 
I'm going to criticize oh. your choice now. No matter you who you pick. You know what? I'm going to go. <laughs> it would have to be Broly. I, like, just because I, I reckon he's cool. Oh, that's a good answer. You know, like. Yeah. Like, while you're going around snow coning people, I'm literally destroying planets. Like. Yeah, but that's, that's your <laughs> get problem. Him, because Broly has level, no. You, you, you have to freaking have your power limiter on because you can't control yourself. I don't need That's to. That's the problem with Broly. It's me and cavemen and you a do. Yeah, but what happens when you kill your fellow cavemen or everyone My else fellow, on the planet? Broly. Broly can't con- <laughs> <laughs> That's the, did you not watch uh, Dragon uh, Ball? That's unless, the whole problem with Broly. Unless, he can't be controlled. Unless there's some like hot cave girls and then I guess I'd pick Vegeta. Because he's edgy. Do you know what? That's so funny that you say that because that's literally one of the recent Dragon Ball movies is the new Broly finds this girl that he likes and oh, really? she helps him come down. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's pretty much what Just it like is. Just like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, exactly like the Hulk. Uh, all right. Broly, I, I can accept Everyone that. In the I love com- that you've gone all, for all, anime all our listeners, All our listeners, comment down below how bad Johnny's answer was. Sub-Zero. At least I went for like, like you proper pick, fighting game, you, oh, no, like Mortal Ashen, Kombat or say, Street Fighter. Yeah, you. It says game. I'm sorry. It says game. Well, no, you're right. There's been a Dragon Ball Fighters and yeah, but that's Tenkaichi that's more, Two. That's more from an anime. I thought. I don't know. I got. I got my wires crossed there. I. I want to change. I want to change. I okay, change. Go on. But let's let's continue, and I'll, we'll we'll circle we'll circle back. <laughs> Rob's going to give his answer. Yeah. The next question that we have is from Bruno Barbosa4457. All of you have numbers in your username and you throw <laughs> me up. Next question is What is the toughest boss you guys have ever faced in a That's game? That's a good answer. That's a good question. But he, That's a good question. Yeah, but you got to understand like, my tough bosses are yeah, actually yeah. tough. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna pick, you're gonna pick Dark Souls, freaking. What, boss, the, we're, we're, what other game are you gonna pick? Super Assassin's Fire Creed Mirage. <laughs> no, the, oh, final boss battle was was terrible. Yeah, Very dude, easy. Like, go, yeah. you go first. You go first. So well, like I'm not gonna laugh. pick one from a Souls game. You're you're gonna cover it. All right, you're gonna cover yeah, it. I'll cover Souls. I'll cover Souls. The the first one that comes to my mind because it's it's effectively a raid boss. Did you ever play Borderlands? No, oh, I, I feel like I did the first one. So there is, I, I think it was Borderlands 2 from memory. There was a raid boss that was called Cromorax. And you had to have, unless you had the super spec build and you were following a YouTuber's guide. And during that stage, I didn't really do that. Neither did my friends. It was so hard to kill that dude. It was just myself and a friend trying to take down Cromorax to get the rare loot. That was that was hard because it's just a bullet sponge and it kept wrecking us. And there's probably harder bosses. But that's just the one that first comes to my mind because I remember constantly mm. dying to Cromorax. Okay. So that's what I'll say. It's a fun, different answer. <clears throat> this is – okay, the boss The boss that I'll give was the first mm. boss that actually made me quit playing a game for a little while. Like I had to – I walked wow. away. I walked away for months and then came back to it, I don't know, a year later or something like that. It was the nameless king in Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. That was an absolute nightmare of, of a fight. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't go out grinding and just getting power levels or anything like that. So I, I wasn't, I didn't overpower my guy at all. Kind of just went with the game the yeah. way it was supposed. You know, just as a story, right? Mm. And my progression was pretty organic. I'll say, is a better way of saying it. And mate, the first okay. time I fought him was a nightmare. The, him, you know, him and Sister Freya. 
from the DLC of that game as well. They were both nightmarish fights. Sister yeah, Freya yeah. actually screwed my character up. I, I did. I tried a new spec on her. I respected him so many times, and then this, the last spec was just a heavy dude, and she's all speed. And I just could not hit her. Mm. Could not hit her. I'm try- who was the um? Because I never actually got to this point in Elden Ring. Who was like the the hardest boss fight in Elden Ring? Ah, the, the what? Melania. Melania, that's the one. Yeah, she was Blade of Mikula. Honestly, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't find her too hard, to be honest. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't. Well, now I'm seeing the dude that like just wears underwear that kills Marika in like three shots. I don't, those videos are always crazy to me. Yeah. Um, and like you know, what always gets I, me through those sort of bosses. Like I know there's some dude that's done a no hit run from Dark Soul, like yeah. from Demon Souls, literally all the way through to Elden Ring, like consecutively, one it's after wild. the other. It's in wild. One, one life per se. That, that is next level. And that always <laughs> kind of gets me through. Yeah, fair. The last mm. question that we have is from Lurk7411 asking, I'm wondering if you guys ever dreamed of being where you are now. Is this the life you envisioned when you were growing up? Mm. Bit of a bit of a big question for us. It is, it is. Rob, did you always want to be a fighter? Mate, definitely. I, there's no way I ever dreamed I would make it this far in any of my endeavors in life. Um, mm. Honestly, I thought I would, because I lived in Housing Commission in Manai, and I thought I would end up taking over the Housing Commission contract of my dad's place, and I would be on Santa League. <laughs> like, mm. That's how narrow my field of view was back then. And um, Yeah. You're like, and then I, I got an apprenticeship, and I was like, okay, I can get an apprenticeship and live in this house. And mm. yeah, you know, my, my, my dreams, my perspective just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then and life's crazy. Life, life is a roller coaster. Mm. It, is, it is, it is a wild ride and uh, things change so yeah. quickly, you know, just for sure. Yeah. Keep the doors open. Mm. For me, um, I was always a nerd in high school and I was studying. My, my goal was always to be a lawyer. I always wanted to be a lawyer. My cousin was a lawyer. Other cousin was starting to be law. And then I did the degree and I worked in law for, for a bit and hated it. So <laughs> I decided, and I always did YouTube on the side, so I decided to make social media my actual job. Never thought that you know, doing social media, doing YouTube, and obviously now podcast could actually be a viable thing for a career. But here we are. It's kind of it's kind of crazy how the world works. You, today's, just, you just don't yeah, know. Especially in today's day and age like where everything is so digital. Yeah. There's such a uh, good space to be in, John. Dude, you know, any, even anyone that specifically, you know, does video games and YouTube videos or streams like that, we didn't even think about that growing. That was, it wasn't even a thing. And now you've got all these different career paths open to you. I wouldn't know if I was a teenager right now, I wouldn't know what I would do. Are you sure? Like, yeah, I used to remember when I used to have to buy those gamer, gamer books that had the guides in them, had the walkthroughs yeah. in them. Yeah, or the magazines, yeah, yeah. dude. I used to remember when I used to have those. I used to treasure them, like the the map to Atlantis, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, whenever you like, you would walk into a news agency and you would find those magazines. I would actually ask, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to work for one of those magazines and play games and write articles about video games? Mm. And this is like the 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 new era of it. Doing yeah. a podcast talking about games <laughs> and UFC. <laughs> All right, back to the Dunham question before we finish up. Yeah, I'm what, waiting. What, do you have an answer? You know, if, I, if I've got to pick one, uh, I'm going to say, 
I don't know. It, it would probably be a move set. Oh man, this is too hard. From a game, a singular game. Just just pick it from like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, Blaze Blue. Like you know what I mean. Tekken fighting games. Tekken's probably yeah fighting games. Oh yeah, but Tekken doesn't have any. It has to be. That's cool what that's moves. what he said, right? No, he just said it. Oh, fighting game. He did say no fighting, fighting game. game world. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. I would say Tekken is probably the ah. Oh. <clears throat> hmm. You know, your answer makes so much more sense now. I re- I retract my Thank statement. Thank you. From I was like, I thought e- it was a good answer. E- everybody, everybody <laughs> from the comments that is like mid right in the comment right now, like mid <laughs> mid sentence, lay off on Johnny. Like, I, I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Um, uh, fighting I, I tell you what, though, like there, there are way more powerful characters, and in, in like you look at Mortal Kombat, you could easily say, "Oh, it's the Dragon King Onaga or like the big boss dudes." I feel like there's a easy cop out answers. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you could pick Shang Tsung and just steal the souls of all the animals and cavemen. Like, I'm gonna be, be easy, Shang Tsung. Right? There you go. Yeah, soul <laughs> stealer. Yeah, yeah. Soul stealer. I can do yeah. that. I can do that. But that, that's, no, there's a downside to that. If I had to pick one, honestly, like just a fighting game on top of my mm. head, probably Gookie. Oh, not Gookie. Oh, Akuma. that's a good answer. Akuma. Like, I just think Akuma is cool, dude. I think he's just got like, I'm pretty sure there's like a demon living in him. Like a, and he's got such cool demonic powers. The So the, the whole backstory is uh, it was Goki and, and Akuma. Uh, brothers training under, uh, can't, no, it was Goken and Akuma. I can't remember the name of the characters. They're training on the Satsui no Hado, and then he gets influenced by the evil side of it. He goes training for like years and turns into Akuma, and he's pretty much like, he's not the devil, but he gets consumed by that fighting style, and that's why he is the way that he is. It's very cool. I love yeah. the lore of Street Fighter. <clears throat> like, and then you have I just, Ken I love and, and the, the The demon Armageddon. Mm. Finisher. I'm pretty, yeah, it's so, such a cool finisher. The, you mean the one where he like slides and yeah. then it goes all white yeah. or black and then, yeah. yeah. That one is, that one is cool. All right. I, I want to give a random recommendation. There is um, this genuinely cool live action Street Fighter movie. You're going to have to um, find it. Street Fighter. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like genuinely well done. It's not like, I want to leave it in the comments if I, if I can find out what it is. This fan was just like, creating this awesome ups, uh, backstory of Ryu and Ken and how Akuma became Akuma. And it actually looks like a solid movie. It shits on the Street Fighter official movie and everything like that. If I can find the name, I will find it for you. Um, but you have to buy the Blu-ray somewhere. Mm. That is very, very cool. Mm. Um, but I think that's it, Rob. That's that's, that's pretty us. much it. Episode 22 in the bank. Eps. Uh, hold up. Do you know what I am going to do to end this podcast? I'm going to see if... Chemayev and Kosra have been. It's not announced, but apparently, uh, Delizze has shown interest. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Mm. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, this is going to be announced. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to as, so as soon as we end this. <laughs> Uh, I see your your photo coming out as well. Anyways, that is episode 22 of the MMRK podcast. Thank you so much for watching and, and we'll see you next week for the big episode.